Hi everyone, my name is Lucas Mack and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. My friends, my brothers, my sisters, my tribe, my family, fellow humans. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm really excited to bring it to you. I have Jennifer Watson on again. She was on an earlier podcast and I absolutely loved having her on. I wanted to get her back on, especially during this time of this world lockdown, shutdown, slowdown, and this time to really get grounded in love, to expel fear from within us, to expel the darkness from within us and invite love and invite light inside us. This is the time, friends. Look, I really feel that I was called to start this podcast called The Golden Rule Revolution because it is revolutionary in this world to treat people like people, to not see them with a label, a Democrat, Republican, a title, gay, straight, black, white, all the gender stuff. It's human beings with breath in their lungs. This is what we are called to, to love people and to look beyond the outer layer and facade and image and look at the heart and love people. Brothers and sisters, welcome to this episode. I'm really excited to bring it to you. So here we go. So sister, we're in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic world changing, shifting Mm -hmm. um, event that uh, we're finding ourselves in, but yet we're rising, we're inspiring people, and you especially are working, I know, with a lot of people. How, how are things going? You know, you know, Lucas, I think I'm like anyone. You know, it's really interesting that a lot of listeners think that all of us practitioners, thought leaders are like these supermans and wonder womans all the time. And I really want to get that first and foremost out there to everybody. We all have our fear moments. We all have our different things that we're in fear of in the complexity of this and what it's bringing out of people is there's there's so much beauty too. And I really want people to feel supported in feeling the highs and the lows, feeling grateful, feeling sorrow, feeling motivated and empowered and other times not. But my hope as we talk today, Lucas, is that people can understand it's okay to feel all the emotions, but that there's information out there to support you emotionally, spiritually, physically. There's information out there to help you become abundant in health right now, to help you become abundant in wealth right now, Mm. to be great in relationships right now. And I think for me, I would say I've been through all those emotions and I get my listener. I get it. And I am being pulled back into my original grassroots, Lucas. And you know, I'm a speaker and coach now, health and leadership coach, but I'm a practitioner by trade. And I get to connect with people and help optimize their health, help optimize their immunity. And I see all these ups and downs, the fear moments, the empowered moments. And I want everybody first and foremost to know it's okay to feel all of it and celebrate all of it. And I think Mm. when you process it that way, you can then really get to the empowered state 
more quickly. And I will say that's been my journey as a practitioner and a coach over the last couple of weeks and with my own journey is being okay with some of the fears that have come up in my, my life that have triggered, been triggered from my past, as well as helping those through theirs is honoring and being very empathetic, but then giving them tools to say, we, we are epic human beings, Lucas. We, this is not me calling out woo-woo and, and weird statistics. I mean, from the beginning of time, we have history from 9-11 to other pandemics, from health yeah. plummeting to wealth plummeting. And when we get in fear mode, and even me, you know, we, we get really laser focused. And that's what I've seen more sometimes. And mm-hmm. what I've been able to do this week is support myself with other people supporting me and support others to get, get off the cliff and look yeah. at how we've risen from financial destitute, supposedly. Yeah. But we've risen from health destitute, supposedly. And that's my hope right now for people. And I can give you the tools to do that in particular in health at this time, because that's my experience. That's my, that's my space right now. And I'm honored to be there to support people in that way. Absolutely. Mm, That's beautiful. Isn't it true? If we don't have our health, we don't have anything, right? We don't, you know, and I think what I love about what I do for a living is I've known that for a while that if you don't have health, you don't have anything and it affects everything in your life. And you know this, Lucas, and it is happening. I have a summit that we've had to put on hold. That's about yeah. health, leadership and relationships. But one of the core things I talk about is your health, mentally, emotional, spiritual, whatever is struggling in your world. And all of us are struggling on all those levels right yeah. now, right? And we're all getting an acute awareness of if we don't have that health, how can we make good decisions in wealth? How can we make good decisions in relationships? Really containing and supporting in abundantly moving our health into a good space, even now, and again, it can happen even now, is so important. And that's why I'm a health and leadership coach. You know, it starts with health and that's how I start with everyone. Even if when I have, I have a lot of high achieving men and women that I coach and they think they have their, all their shizzy together. And when they start working with me, just like I have a coach, you start getting really humble on things you can work on to refine your health, to be even more profound in that. Because when you are solid here, I'm telling you the world is at your feet. Yeah. I I mean that the world is at your feet. And one thing that is really, um, I've tapped into a little bit more, even as a practitioner is the emotional spiritual piece. And there's a lot of spiritual restlessness right now, Mm. you know, and I think that's coming from, you know, and what I've seen with some of my clients is this fear of of death. Right. And we all, we all have that, but when we put death in its space, when we understand that we are powerful beyond measure, you know, I believe the devil or whatever you see it as, or the evil that's coming across, or if that's what you see it as, it bows at your feet. (laughs) When you're empowered with what you know is true about your life in your spirit, your, your spiritual self, your path, your purpose, your vision, which to me is your most important side of health you really don't view death the same way because you're really, you're just more focused on living this life with the beautiful gifts that you've been given and you're on fire about it. And I'm just seeing people really question that side, that spiritual side, because they're questioning death. And I find if you shifted into this powering state, Lucas, of spiritual autonomy with yourself and what you truly believe, you know, evil, devil, whatever, whatever you're seeing as this negative thing really bows at your feet because it realizes you get it. 
that your life is really yours to have. And that includes in health and especially in spiritual and emotional health right now. Yeah. It, um, you know, you and I on, uh, I think we talked about it on the last um, episode that we did together. Yeah. We talked about our spiritual upbringings and religious upbringings. But the way I look at this right now is people who have allowed someone else's narrative to contain their worldview are like fish in a fishing, uh, a fish in a fishbowl mm. inside the ocean. So yeah. they've swam around in water. They swam around in this little fishbowl and then fish from the outside are coming up and saying, do you want to come, you want to come experience real life and ex all the things And the fish? Are like, no, I can't, I got to stay in here. Mm -hmm. And the, the ones that dare to come out of the fishbowl and actually explore yes. the ocean. Yes. Yeah. There might be predator fish, quote unquote, in that analogy yeah. of the ocean. But yeah. that is truly what that fish was created to do was explore and yes. to, to face yeah. death. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe we can truly live. And I mean, live, live, yeah. live until yeah. we come to that place of what is my death? What am I? Where did I come from? Where yeah. am I going? What is this time and space? Yeah. Um, these are the questions that if we allow someone to put us in that fishbowl, it might feel good. But then we look outside that fishbowl and like, wait, there's a whole world outside of this yes. containment. Yes. And I think people are leaving the bowl right now and mm -hmm. they're able to really square it down. And, you know, we talked about this and people know listening I attempted suicide at the age of 20. I tried and failed to take my life. Yeah. And from that moment forward, I've lived with, I haven't, I, I have an absolute understanding of trying to go and then being here. Yeah. Um, and for everyone who's afraid of dying, of course, it's natural. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. I really, yeah. nothing to be af afraid yeah. of. We are in here. This yeah. body is not us. Mm -hmm. Our mind is not us. Yes. Uh, we are somewhere behind and in and through all this. Mm -hmm. And I really, um, you know, not even in Buddhism or Hinduism, all these teachings of other, other yeah. bowls, perhaps. Right. But it's just a knowing that. Why are we afraid of death? I think it's because uh, an outside narrative stripped away our power of knowing yeah. that we are before, we are now, and we are also after. We are. Yeah. And we're going to be okay. And you know what? I love, I love what you're saying because we are so brainwashed by narratives. And yes. I'm, I am literally rereading this book. I love this book by Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil. Mm. And he talks about, and by the way, I love my Christian friends. I love you all. So when yes. I say this, I really want you to understand this. In this book that he's being interviewed, the devil's being interviewed. And one of the things that he's being interviewed about, like, you know, the, the, the church talks about brimstone and fire and being so afraid of you. And he's like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You keep feeding that. And he's like, why? You know, and he's like, because when people are afraid, they won't use their mind to realize they are more powerful than me. 
Thanks. I was like, boom, that yeah. is so true. And I agree with you, especially when it comes to our spiritual self, which is our path purpose. And like you said, Lucas, yeah. in and out and through us, when we start listening to all these narratives, and I do unfortunately give the example of the church, and and I don't thank God I, I didn't live in that narrative of, of yeah. fear, but you know the church is just one example. But like you said, that we get so many examples of these oppressive spiritual narratives, and it puts us in this fear mode. And yes. supposedly it's supposed to be about we're rocking, but not really, not the way they're talking about That's it. it. And, and we get so contained, like it's in this little fishbowl. And that's all we know. And even though it's painful, we stay because it's all we know. Yeah. So, you know, we need people like you challenging people to get out of that bowl and, yeah. and, and other people to go, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. So I love that you said that. And I think we have to be willing, especially right now, to challenge that, I'll just call it spiritual narrative, because to me, and that is my opinion, like I said, this is my physical being, but compared to my spiritual, my soul self that goes through me, around me, and in me, and connects with the world, right. that's what I care about. And if I feel like I'm being cramped in and afraid of my own spirit, my own life, my own death, right. there's a problem with that. Then I'm in the bowl. Then yep. I need to look at going out. So I honor you for saying mm -hmm. that because I 100% agree. And I just thought that was so interesting from that book, Lucas, because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. True. People are kind of like, he's like, I love it. Keep being afraid of me because yeah. it makes you keep from thinking that you're actually a lot more powerful than me. That you're more powerful than death. This, this is what's so interesting too. And, and I used to run a ministry. I was on staff of ministry. I've, I am not attacking anyone nor people can believe whatever they want. Right. Period. Fine. Good. And Perfect love casts out all fear. Yes. So if there is fear, then there is a lack of perfect love. That's logic. Mm -hmm. That's totally. just logic. That's a valid argument that perfect love, because love and fear are also synonyms for light and darkness. So darkness mm -hmm. is not a thing. It exists right. in the absence of light and fear is not really a thing. It exists in the absence of love. And this is the global, if, if the old Christian narrative and religious narrative of like, bring a revival God, like the third great awakening, how did they think that was going to come? Mm -hmm. Like, just like people coming to the churches that they built and, the, and singing the same songs. If we're talking about a soul, leveling, humbling, knees to ground, really wrestling with the greatest questions and truths and lies and, and all existence. How do you think that's going to happen? It's going to happen when God sends, if you have this worldview yeah. or allows a global virus to literally wipe the world to its knees in yes. fear. And then those who can face the trauma and who have dealt with trauma and are able to work through that, show other people the only way out is through. Go through the fear. And when you're in that darkness, say, I am the light and watch what happens. Look, Jesus didn't qualify to anyone listening. If you believe this, you are the light of the world. If right. you do this, you're the salt of the earth. He just right. said, you are the light of the world. Yes, You are the salt of the earth. And he said, Salt that has lost its savor, 
is good for nothing except to be trodden under the foot of man. Meaning salt was the way they created asphalt on roads because it absorbed the moisture. So it created a crust for people to travel on. So even if salt quote unquote lost its flavor, it still was a conduit of travel and communication. Those that choose to step into their power and mm-hmm. connect like you and I are connecting yes. to reach out and check. We that is what being salt, yes, and light is all about right now. Oh my gosh! And I love that. It's so true. And when you're you're forging your way through fear and getting to that love piece, that is your higher intelligence. Yes, That's you start all of a sudden the saran wrap is off, yes. or the contacts or glasses are on. You're like, holy shizzy. <laughs> I'm actually seeing things for the yeah. first time, like yes. holy begonias. Like this is, this is amazing. And when we are, but we have to be willing to take that step. Yes. Like you said, it feels scary. But what I I see people, they're not only afraid of taking that first step, but I feel like with your original point of staying in the bowl, that they're afraid of being criticized too. Yes, that's a fight or flight moment for people is they're like well if i go outside what my my people yes family yeah, friends friends yeah. and, and i've even had that i mm-hmm. you know with some things that i've said that i believe you know I've, yeah. I've taken some heat but i i know when i step into that i'm doing all this momentum for people to connect and see that they can step into it and if yes. i have to take a hit yeah to help people actually see step into it the first step the jump off you know, the cliff, so to speak, the first word or sentence you say, I mean, think about that, Lucas, when you speak, like, right. I don't know if you're like me, but you know, I'm, I'm nervous, but in a good way, like I want to be present. I want to give and yeah. I get that first sentence out and I'm afraid, but I'm like, I know what I'm giving to people. I'm giving it in love and I'm giving it in truth. And if one person or 500 get it and then they take the next step with what right. I'm saying today. Right. So once I get that first sentence out, <laughs> Because I'm doing it in love. Yes. I'm afraid. Yes. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, am I going to yes. be criticized? Am I going to say it right? And I use it because I'm a speaker. But when I mm. finally take that step of fear, I'm doing this in love. I know this, the fear that I'm fearing is BS, right. by the way. Right. I'm going to do this in love because I need to serve. I need right. to use my gifts to serve the world. And when I, once I get going, you guys, if you tap that first domino, I say that to all my clients, whatever you're afraid of, tap it into the direction. Go that that's direction. So good. Yeah, that's a great right? analogy. I love that. Yeah. Yes, it's great. I, you know, and another thing I would say to, you know, Lucas, for us to feel that we can spiritually move forward and not be afraid anymore, we have to be willing to not need someone else to agree mm-hmm. with us. What I'm hey. finding. Yeah. Right. And what I'm finding, and I'm going to use myself as an example. Okay. Everyone, we are leaders, but I, I, I got triggered this week. I, I had, I have a belief of how we can move through this and someone didn't agree with me and it triggered me. And I was like, Mm. no, and it made me feel bad and I had Mm. bad feelings. And I'm like, it made me feel sad. And then I, and then I had to step back. Like, why am I let take, like letting someone else take my power? Yeah. Give your power away. Right. Yeah. Right their path, their purpose, their journey. I got to honor where they're at, just like I have to honor where I'm at. So when I was willing to see what was triggering me and know I just need to work on myself and what what it was that was really needing to heal in me, because we all know we're triggered. It's usually something that's healing us. Yeah. I was liberated within 10 minutes. I wasn't triggered anymore. I wasn't angry. I wasn't angry that someone didn't agree with me and that my continued healing, my mm. continued, by the way, abundance. And yes, you guys you can have abundance right now just start soaring again. Cause I realized I'm like, 
I can't control, nor should I. It's, it's our, it's the only way we're going to heal individually and actually collectively, which people think, well, you're saying you don't need someone's opinion. We need our community, but you don't need someone else to heal your story, to heal your fear. You have to take care of that. And then you connect and go as a community. Yes, we need each other right now in as limited way as we can. I know with just a social distancing right now, but I do believe that. And I've seen that come up a lot where people are getting these emotional, I call them squiggles from other people and other beliefs from other people. And it's, and it's triggering them and they're venting and dumping about it. And once I get done coaching, they're like, this is actually about me and I just need to control this. And now I'm feeling empowered and I got to honor them where they're at and we're good. Hmm. Boom. That's right. That's right. No, that, right. It's so this time right now is um I I say this in in compassion. I am watching religion in a way get eviscerated right now. Yes. Totally. And and it's leaving a lot of people like, "Whoa, what yeah. What what have I been giving to? What have I been tithing to? Like, wait, what is this whole thing? Like, yeah. how much do my pastor make right now? Like, wait, what is happening? Right. And then, um, and then I look at politics, which is the humanist religion yes. on earth, which still presents a heaven hell narrative. Yes. The, 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 the politics has rejected a um, vertical heaven and hell and instead created a heaven and hell in a lateral left or right mm. heaven or hell. Whether you're on the right, you think the left's hell or right. you're on the left, you think the right's hell. It's right. the same false Constant. narrative. It's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. It is so yeah. ridiculous. And, and what this virus, if it shows us nothing, is that anyone can get it. Yes. The rich man and the yes. poor man, the yes. politician and the pauper, if yeah. that's even a term, but right. is an alliteration, you know, like yeah. um, anyone, we're just human beings and we're as strong and as alive as the breath in our lungs. And as mm-hmm. soon as that breath goes out, yeah, what were we standing on? Were yeah. we coming from a place of love or were we coming from a place of command and control, fear, hoarding, get, and then at the end, like, well, what did that person do in their life? How many lives did that person touch? Yeah. And to my, to my religious, specifically to the Christian listening, because I know there are quite a few and I did a podcast why I left Christianity to find the love of God. And that Very rocked good. a lot of people. Yes. Um, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Hmm. It's not a left or right or up or down argument. There's, if God loves all people, which he does, yes. all 7 billion or however many billion yeah. people are on this planet, and he loves them equally, mm-hmm. then he is allowing everyone equally to process where they have fear inside themselves to receive the love that they so crave. A hundred percent. I, oh, that actually gives me chills. It actually mm. makes me want to cry because mm. I, I believe that. And I believe that for everyone. And I think, you know, as we're going through this journey, yeah, because in the complexity of it, you know, I would love you to speak a little bit because you, you, you support so beautifully, which I love men mm. and in, in how that, 
you guys have so many beautiful gifts in how I also believe this, this virus is um, causing the man to step up and realize that there's a lot of different ways to step up and be strong. And it's yeah. not the narrative and I'll call it the false narrative because you're talking about that a lot that I'm seeing a lot of men shift mm. and change. And I'd love, I'd love you just to chat about that a little bit right now. I would love to hear your thought on that because I know that's such, that's such a desire of yours yes. to see that shift. Yes. And I do believe all of us are being asked with our purpose, passion, and gifts to rise women in different ways than men and yes. all these beautiful things. And if we allow it, we can be abundant and freaking health and wealth and so much more, but we're being asked in different ways. How would you say that men, and I'm just going to say specifically in America, because that's, that's where you yeah. and I are at. That's yeah. what we're seeing. That's what we're working with. Yep. How would you say men are being asked to rise a different way? And what what are, as far as coaching, what are you supporting men on right now? What is their struggle of trying to redefine what manlyhood, what strength, what power, what courage is? Like, talk to me about that a little bit. I'd be curious. I think, um, well, talking to a lot of men, I have a call tomorrow with, um, with someone who is struggling with the fear of not being able to provide and they have two kids. And mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of, th- I, the first thing is, the narrative of, of masculinity being based on the physical body's performance, protection, strength, yeah. um, ability has, I think, become baselined to how do you make people feel? Mm-hmm. That no one cares. Like the virus doesn't care if you're strong, yeah. right. big, muscular, wealthy, gazillionaire. Yeah. No one, the virus does not care. Yeah. So men, I think right now are like, well, what is it that I'm actually called to do right now? And I know the child abuse um, cases have gone up dramatically since the quarantines, um, which is sad. I know domestic violence has gone up. I know the men who are angry and were angry before this, now they they are feeling trapped. And so helping men understand that your validation, the validation that these men are seeking is from showing their loved ones that they don't have to be perfect, that no one's perfect, that no one, we're all in this together and that it's about how we can receive each other's love right now. Mm. I think men are, I think men are, they're not sure they can't fight this battle. There's not a fight, you know, men first is like that fight or flight men majority, not all um, are willing to step into a fight. Yeah. But how can you fight something you cannot see, but it's no different than fighting the fear and actually standing in that place of like, wait, I can't see fear either. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I don't have a clear answer so much as it's, it's bringing men down to this very baseline. Wait a minute. How am I making people feel right now? Yeah. And that, I think a lot of men that I've connected with when they're like, I can't provide supposedly kind of financial right now. I lost my job. Yes. So to right, speak, right, I uh, right. can't fight this virus cause I can't punch at it. Yes. So they're so at baseline, like I always say, you know, rock bottom is a great place to start and a great place to learn. And I think what you just said is so true, wrapping around what we were just talking about, 
all you can do right now is show your love, your compassion to your family, the kids that are driving you nuts. And I'm telling you, I feel like I'm seeing if men allow, and I agree with you, there's, there's, we're seeing a little bit more domestic violence going on, Mm -hmm. but I think if men take the breath that they need the support, Yes. Counselors, yes. Community as best they can during this physical isolation. But take a deep breath and understand I have an opportunity to be more powerful actually in a bigger way. Yes. Like I think it's just evolving what what men can do for us. You know, I, I don't know. I love that. I love your answer because I don't I think it's still evolving. And I think evolving, all yeah. the all the work that you're doing. And all the work that you're going to continue to do, even as we're transcending through this, I think is going to be gorgeous because I think it's, again, going to shake men in ways that they never were anticipating. Well, I mean, we're all being shook, right? We're all, you know, we all had the pulled out from under us in some way, shape or form. All of us. And we're all struggling. We're all looking at things in different ways, but I love the work you're doing. And I think just remember that you're a person that's going to be there to support men to really rise in their beautiful gifts that have nothing to do with physically hitting someone. Yes, that's right. They have nothing to do with battling and and bringing the, the, the money to the table or the bread to the table so to speak so I think we're evolving in that way and I love that and you know I I, women are honoring that because I've talked Mm. to friends where where they're seeing a different side of their brother their husband and it's a beautiful thing and there are a lot of beautiful things that we're seeing right there really there really are there's a lot of sadness there's a lot of fear but there's so much beauty um Great leaders, the pauses, I'm like, how do I say this without minimizing? Great leaders of the past have been faced with very similar situations. situations. And and I'm going to do a uh, Facebook Live um, this weekend talking about uh, the American Civil War. And Mm -hmm. 622,000 soldiers died in the American Civil War. And up until recently, it was more people died in the American Civil War than all wars combined in the US history. Wow. And that's in a not even a fully formed country. Hmm. And Abraham Lincoln, you know, who, who, regardless of all the narrative of people like, right, he, he, he navigated, he was at the helm, he navigated through this whole scenario. And he has a famous quote that said, instead of cursing the rose bush for its thorns, rather rejoice for the thorn bush produces roses. Mm. And that to me is what we are called to do right now. Instead of cursing that the life that we had is being disrupted by the coronavirus, it's rather to rejoice that the coronavirus is bringing about the life that we truly desire to actually have gratitude for having just simply breath in our lungs, Mm -hmm. for having access to water, to have a toilet, to flush away our, 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 excrement and all the I mean that come on people yeah let's be grateful for the fact that we are sitting on cushions and not yeah dirt right we have lost perspective and this is bringing back perspective to humanity a hundred percent a hundred percent I would totally agree with that and what I've seen some of my colleagues and friends that have had to put their work on the back burner and financially be a little bit stressed they start serving. They're giving yes. food to the people on the front line at the hospital. They're yes. 
they're connecting, supporting other businesses that are alive and well. And guess what? That stuff is coming back to them. Yes. It always does. Yes. It always right? Does. So always I agree. Does. Changing perspective and be so freaking grateful right now. But if you aren't able to work right now, you guys, go out and serve. And I'm telling yeah. you, you'll find connections. And all of a sudden, the person might even have a creative idea of the way that you can help support them or make money. Yep. B, you know, work on yourself and creative things come your way of other ways to even make money. Like I, I feel like other than gratitude, we really, when I've ever had, you know, issues with depression or severe fear, the first thing I literally think about, who can I serve today? I don't care if it's just to hang out with my nephews or, yeah. but to go serve at the soup kitchen or go like tonight, I'm actually going to go um, get takeout. They're doing where you just basically get online and then drop by and support them because they just shut down their, their restaurant. I'm like, yeah. there's a way to serve. You know, yes. even if it's 10 bucks of a freaking salad, yes. you know how much that makes me feel? Yes. It makes me feel that I'm contributing to someone and they receive that and I receive that. And I'm already thinking of creative ideas, by the way, that we're going to get together and do a collab because she's <laughs> also, I realize that she does a lot of health and wellness. I'm like, that's so cool. So I feel like besides this gratitude that I feel like you're, you're right, has been such a missing piece for Americans is really coming back to just, if you, if you can't even go anywhere else, just serve. Call a friend, see how they're doing. Give 10 bucks to the local restaurant that maybe had to shut down for a while. Call a friend. How are you? How are you? You know what I mean? Just simple yeah. stuff like that. And, um, I, I, you know, it's this balance. And I have to say, you know, we talked about this, Lucas. We all have our up and down days. You know, we're, we're mourning the people that have been lost in yeah. this, you know, yeah. in the struggles and, the, and not just the, the physical loss of someone that's died, but, you know, job losses and the transition. But we're also flipping it, right? And gratitude. Yeah. Look at everybody coming together. And there's so many beautiful examples we could probably spend five minutes on. But I, I, I have to say the last couple of days, it's been on my heart. And I guess maybe that's one thing we can even end with, Lucas, is, you know, there are people stuck at home right now that... Yeah really are struggling in everything from, yes, you guys, it's true. Domestic violence mm -hmm. is going up right now. Those with mental wellness issues, you know me, that, that's my bread and butter, Lucas. And, you know, from my own journey, you know, being quarantined, and especially if you live by yourself, that's tough. That's tough. And, and even those that maybe, like I said, are living with even, you know, family members that they're already struggling with, and now they have to be around them all the time, whatever. Yes, that's right. You know, I, I want to know your opinion on this and what you would give to people to kind of help shift them because there's a reason why, and not to be totally Debbie Downinger, but why maximum security prisons for, for the biggest criminals is solitary confinement. Yeah. There's a reason because ultimately, you know, we're meant to connect and obviously we're doing everything we can to Zoom call and Skype and do as much as we can to connect with people during this time of quarantine. But I've, I've had people cry out to me from friends to, to people I'm coaching that are really struggling mm. and just really struggling in, in their issue, whether it be alcoholism, abuse, verbal yeah. abuse, yeah. mental wellness in general. And I don't know if you've gotten that, but Lucas, I would love just your thoughts on some easy things to do to help them during this time to reach out and, and just kind of support them because they need that right now as we're, because we don't know when this is going to totally end. Right. We're, right. we're all in this kind of like in the dark a little bit that they can still have power. Yes. Even at home. What would you, okay. what would you say? I will say what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. for me, it's been incredibly effective for not just me, but the people that I've reached out to. Mm -hmm. You said it, we have to focus out. 
have to. I, I rarely would say the word have to um, do anything, but this is a time we have to focus out. Yeah. And so for everyone listening, this is what I'm doing. And this is what I recommend doing mm. is keep your schedule. Mm. Get up still at the same time you are always getting up. Get up. Yes. Yeah. Meditate, pray, and give gratitude that you are awake, that you mm. are alive, and that you are healthy and well mm. and able. Yeah. Second thing is I have a list of people that I reach out to every single day. Every single day I reach out to these people and sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. This one guy I know who's going through a lot right now um, has not responded to three text messages in a row. And so I just sent him a gif of a cat like waving and, and just to let him know I'm thinking of him. It, it's focus out, reach out to people and ask how they're doing and what you can do to support other people. And I rec- I'm doing five people a day. I recommend doing five a day. Yeah. The other thing that we're doing in our family in our home is handwritten letters to people. We're taking pictures of them and then sending them to people. So texting the picture of a handwritten letter to people. So they, they know that there's, we're thinking of them. Mm. And then the other thing is if you cannot, there's people then in high rises and apartments that don't have easy access to nature. Yeah. So if, if they can't get to nature, I have an answer for it, but if you can get to nature, for those that can, as woo-woo and hippie and wild as this sounds, touch a tree. I'm not yeah. I'm not kidding. Touch it. Yeah. Like feel yeah. this is earth. You're part of earth. This is Jesus said, you know, does the lily of the valley worry? Does the sparrow nothing none of this is worrying? Uh, and it's part of nature. We are part of nature and we need to remind ourselves that we get to be grounded in this. And then for those that can't touch a tree right now, which I acknowledge that a lot can't, just put your hands on the carpet or get on the ground and fill the ground. Mm, Just be on the ground and just think of where that carpet traveled from, who made it, the people that put it in the house or apartment that you live in, like, when you can start to focus on it's not about you, but you are part of something larger, yeah. it, it brings things in perspective and it, it makes things not as intense. Yeah. No, I, I literally, everything that you just said, including calling people, mm. I, I actually do. And I'm doing Beautiful. it more and more. Beautiful. And I'm definitely keeping my schedule in. And I've actually also reached out to friends to do the same and I even want people to know something to ask. Yes. So yes, ask yes. Yes. Because, for instance, all you freaking rock star, high achieving, type A, always come off that you're strong. Everyone's going, you don't need anybody. I guarantee you. I'm going to use myself as an example. Yeah. I've called five friends this week. How are you? And I said to them, like, listen, you know, I have my days too. And I would love, you know, even if we do a zoom call, like just to connect or, you know, I'd love you to call. And you know what they say? They're in shock. They're like, you I'm like, you know what? I'm human too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a very humbling, beautiful thing. But I was able to serve them yes. because they were like, I, I have a way now to serve back. Like Jennifer just requested something of me. So remember mm-hmm. when you're humble enough to ask whatever you need, 
Hey, yeah. sing to me, send me a dance video, or I, I like to have a little written, you know, text or even yeah, yeah. Skype, whatever. But also know that you're giving the opportunity to do what you just said. Yes. Think outside yourself, serve like she wants me to do something for her. And I'm telling you, I agree. Other than gratitude, serve, 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 because you still can now. Yes. And every single time I do, I kid you not, Lucas, I either get a text within a minute of me serving, I get a creative idea for work, I get a new client, and I'm not kidding you. You guys, this happens all the time. It is the law of physics, of quantum physics. When you're putting things out there to yes. serve people, yes, it comes freaking back to you. So just eyes wide open. Yes. And if that's all you can do, and that's all you can do a lot right now, like, Jen, I'm really tired. I'm exhausted. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. Well, talk, move, dance, meditate, just small things. Yes. And I love that. But I, I do all that you said. I love that you do that. And my other thing is, yeah, it just... I ask, I encourage people to ask because everyone's different on what soothes them, mm. what makes them feel calm if they're having not a great moment. And we're all different, you know, yeah. we all have different love languages, right? Yeah. So, and we can, we can offer things in all that way. I'm, I'm Dan, you know me, I love to dance and yeah. I simply put my hand on my heart and my pillows and I just dance. I sent a video of me dancing to someone there. She was laughing her ass off, you know, and I'm like, I made her laugh, you know, I'm like, that's awesome. I was serving her. It felt so good. And then I was also getting some love because I love to dance. So yeah. it's just little things, even now in our quarantined moments, so to speak, that we can do. And I, I totally second all the things you said. And then the mm. others just like said, ask. Yeah. It's, it needs to be done because we all don't know what each other's totally struggling with. And let's just be honest, as the saying goes, we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. That's we right. don't truly know what you need. Yeah. So, you know, let, tell me, ask, you know, whatever. And I think that's beautiful. But anyway, oh gosh, yeah, Lucas, this is, we've gone through so much listeners and I, I hope you have enjoyed this because Lucas is amazing. And I, and I, I always enjoy connecting with you, Lucas, you always have these really amazing enlightening moments like half the time i'm scribbling down what you're saying I'm like, <laughs> point. i love it oh, and i just awesome. i want our listeners to just get so much joy and feel joyful after this podcast because we we need joy in our life we always do but we definitely need it now right that's right that's right thank you sister oh. thanks for coming on thanks for your friendship and your leadership and your support yes absolutely i love you so much and and thanks for just connecting with me today you go you go too <laughs> I hope this episode blessed you. I hope you feel inspired. If you are struggling, listen, I want to talk to you directly right now. If you're struggling, reach out to me, lucasmack.com. Reach out. I'm offering free 30-minute coaching calls, one call to anyone that reaches out. I will help you. I will support you. Look, growing up, I grew up in utter darkness utter darkness. I was afraid for my life. I was abused. I have gone through it. And I am here today to tell you that light always wins. Love never fails. Brothers, sisters, hear me. Light always wins. Love never fails. If you are struggling, if you're feeling depression, despair, fear, anxiety, reach out. It's time for you to get coaching. It's time for you to open up, crack wide open, and let love and light inside you. My name is Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. I want to thank again Jennifer for coming on the podcast. Reach out to her as well, Jennifer Watson. Look her up. She's an amazing coach, an amazing leader, and I'm really thankful for her. 
Thank you for joining this episode. Look forward to next week's episode. It's going to be really powerful with Johnny L. Sasser of The Art of Masculinity. We got big things coming. I also want to give you a heads up. I had another podcast going called The, Gold, the, the Vulnerable Hero. The Vulnerable Hero was my journey of healing. And I posted and I shared and I helped a lot of men and women, but specifically it was geared towards men. I'm going to release all those episodes in this podcast. So look for those here as well coming up. You're going to have a lot of content to chew on, digest, and heal. My friends, thank you. And I'll talk to you very soon.